Welcome to the Vitality Health Show, where we inform you about the latest advancements in alternative health care and the best health and wellness solutions to benefit your body, mind, and spirit. Now, here's your host, Stephanie Parrish. Good morning, friends, and welcome to the Vitality Health Show. I am your host, Stephanie Parrish, along with my co-host, Doug Crockett, and we are the voice of hope, healing, and miracles. Good morning, Doug. Good morning, Stephanie. It is a beautiful sunny day here, and I'm excited about our show today. We are too. No snow. It snowed the last three days here, so we're happy that we're trying to figure this out in springtime. You're right. It's a beautiful day. It is beautiful spring snow. So before we get started, we want to thank our sponsors. First of all, the Mindful Lab with Christine Erickson, where you can find clarity, connection, and peace. She is so wonderful working with especially young adult women and helping them find their mindfulness and their peace. She does a great job. You can find her at mindfullab.net. Also, the Sunshine Family Hemp, nature's side of health. Both Doug and I have used their product. We love their product. It's amazing. You can find them at sunshinefamilyhemp.com. Also, Oils by Ellie. There's an oil for that. And she is with oilsbyelly at gmail.com, and you can find her. She represents Young Living Oil, and we both use oils all the time. We put it right in our spearmint in our mouth this morning. That's right, That's right before the show. So yeah. we love, love, love our sponsors, and we thank them so much. And also, as a reminder, we want you to go to the YouTube channel, to our very own Doug Crockett's YouTube channel, which is called Miracles When Heaven Touches Earth. And he just sent a couple more that he's worked on that are phenomenal. And they're just (laughs) little snippets, people's miracles that happen in their lives. And they're just awesome. So go to Miracles When Heaven Touches Earth. He's also on all the platforms. And Doug, you're at 50-something. We are. We're past 50, doing lots more videos. Lots more people have contacted me, and I'm going to be doing a lot more here in the next month. So it's exciting and it's wonderful. Thank you. It's very, very exciting. We're honored to have some of those people on our show with us here as well. We are. We are. So as a reminder, if any of you have any suggestions for us or comments for us, we'd love to hear from you. And you can contact us at contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. And that is with an S. Please share it, like it, send it out to everybody. We feel so extremely blessed to have the guests on our show that we have on. And their stories are absolutely miraculous. And we love to share them and we'd love to hear from you. So with that being said, we're going to go right into our show. We have been waiting with great anticipation for this show today. This is one of my dear friends, Michael Flynn, and he is an actor, producer, writer, director, you name it. He's done it. And the thing I love the very most about Michael, and he's looking here, and I'm probably going to get teary-eyed already. This is crazy. Okay, I got my tissues. (laughs) What a genuine man he is and a genuine friend he is. He has just been such a friend to me and a friend to my son and a friend to us. And yes. no matter where you meet him or what you do with him, even on set, he's I've been able to be on set with him before and just he's focused on what he's doing, but yet he's so kind and genuine and nice to everybody around on the set. And Michael, that says a lot about who you are and the man you are. And it probably and says way too much about me, but that's okay. <laughs> Very calming oh, spirit. Okay, shh, no, <laughs> no he's, he's wonderful. We got to interview him. Doug and I got to interview him at the LDS Film Festival. Yes. And that was just a, a blessing for us too. So Very Michael, nice. welcome. We're so happy to have you here. 
Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Good to see you guys. Absolutely. So we want to get right into your story because we could take hours and hours and hours with telling your story. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So what I'd like you to do is just kind of start us back at the beginning. Um, And before we get started, I just want to tell you, and you know how I feel about this, but Michael was such an influence in my son, Alex, who is an actor and he was coming up with some really, really tough decisions at a point in time in his life where he had to make some, some really big decisions. And I said, you know what, who can you talk to? Who do you think? He goes, I need to talk to Michael. So Michael actually met, we were down in LA with my son acting. Michael met us in Provo and we had an amazing life changing lunch with Michael, but he was so grateful to just drop everything and meet us in Provo <laughs> so Anytime. that he could have a conversation with my son who they had just my, filmed a movie my, together. And it give was my, give my best to Alex. I will absolutely do that. He adores you as do I. So with that being said, <laughs> let's go on, Michael. Let's just turn the time over to you. Doug, did you want to add anything before we turn I, the time over to Michael? Sure. I, uh, Michael, I appreciate uh, having you on with us again today. I enjoyed uh, visiting with you, meeting you at, at the film festival. I just wanted to say to, the, to our listeners, though, this is a real benefit and blessing to us. He carries a great spirit with him. He has a very calming influence, calming feeling and so he's someone you can listen to forever and so and and i'm looking forward to it i've got my notes ready to go but i'm looking forward to it to hearing about the miracles and experiences and the direction that that you followed and can and can guide all those that are interested with as well so michael again uh our pleasure thank you so much for being with us my pleasure entirely thank you hey michael let's start at the very beginning (laughs) or a very good place to start start. as they say So tell us about how you got into doing what you're doing. And just, you, you know what to say, so because you're so good at this. I was a sophomore <laughs> in high school. Um, I, I was born in Connecticut and raised in the Washington, D.C. area. And we went overseas a couple of times with my, with my dad's work. But, um, but when, I, when I got into high school, I wanted to play all the sports, you know, football, basketball, baseball, the whole thing. And... So I tried out for all the teams, and I got cut immediately, and, uh, <laughs> which was a bit disheartening because I thought I was a pretty good athlete, and and I, I, I suppose I wasn't a horrible athlete, but I I think being five foot tall and weighing about ninety pounds didn't help, especially <laughs> on the football team. Anyway, and the basketball. So anyway, I got cut. I thought baseball. I could definitely make the baseball team because I was a pretty good baseball player, but obviously not good enough because I got cut immediately. So, <laughs> so my sophomore year came around and I thought, well, I guess the sports thing isn't going to work out. Uh, wow, I don't know what to do with my life. And so I really wasn't doing anything. I, I you know, was just going to school and kind of thinking, wow, I don't know, I don't know what to do. And I was late one day. I, I stayed after or school for something, maybe maybe in the principal's office. I don't know. <laughs> Ooh, more story. <laughs> All right. So I was walking down the hall. I think I was waiting for the late bus. We had a late bus that would come by and and uh, take the kids home. And so, uh, Mr. Reese, John Reese, was the drama director at my high school. It was at George George C. Marshall High School, just a few miles outside Washington D.C. And he said, so, hey, hey, kid, what are you doing? I said, I don't know, just walking down the hall, waiting for the late bus. 
<laughs> and he said, well, I'm, I'm uh, going to be directing a play. Oh, why don't you come in and audition? And I said, well, I've never done that before. He says, I don't care. So anyway, <laughs> so I went in and auditioned. I got this small part in this silly little comedy called Bernadine, which nobody's <laughs> ever heard of. Pat Boone was in a movie uh, by the same name, kind of a kind of the same, uh, you know, plot line and whatnot. And yeah. And so anyway, I got a small part, part of Mac, as I recall. And in, in that process of going through the rehearsal process, performance process, I thought, wow, this is something that I can do. And, and I really like this. And so anyway, so then I went and kind of jumped into this world of high school theater. And we had a great high school theater program. Uh, Mr. Reese, John Reese was a fantastic teacher. Uh, probably the best teacher I've ever had. I, as I look mm -hmm. back on, on various people who have influenced my life in that in that way, and and he and I still stay in touch, by the way. And and okay. so, uh, you know, my junior year we did a few shows. Uh, senior year, a ton of shows. Uh, went to college, uh, and you know, there's always that. There's always that time when, if you're if you're a really good actor in high school. Well, that's great, okay. But then you go to college, and everybody in the in the college program, those are all the kids who are really good in high school, and so <laughs> so you're competing with the kids who are really good in their high schools. Yep. And uh, there was actually a couple of summers there after my after my uh, junior year in high school, and where they had this program called Stage Summer Theater and Good Entertainment. And so it was in Northern Virginia. So all the kids from the high schools in Northern Virginia would try out for this musical that they would do. And it pretty much lasted a couple of months during the summer between uh, uh, rehearsals and performances. So it was pretty cool to get involved with that. And so I tried out after my junior year, and I got a very nice part in that. Same thing after my senior year. We did Brigadoon. That was fun. I love that one. Yeah, it's a neat show. Beautiful. And uh, so anyway, so then you get to college and again, like I said a minute ago, you're, you're competing against all the kids who are really good in high school. And so I did that. I started my college career, you know, college career. I don't know if you can call that a career, but uh, uh, in Richmond, Virginia. And there was a it was called Richmond Professional Institute. It's now called uh, Virginia Commonwealth University. But um, but that, at the time they had a professional acting program. So I got into that. And then I decided um, uh, that I wanted to go on an LDS mission. So I, I discontinued, as it were, my, my training at the RPI. And I went to France for two and a half years and learned a whole bunch of stuff, including the French language, which I still speak fairly well. And when I came back, <clears throat> excuse me, my girlfriend was going to BYU. So I thought, well, I'm definitely going to hang out with her. So... <laughs> uh, anyway, I went to BYU, graduated from there in theater, and did a whole bunch of shows at BYU, and that was great. Had a lot of fun. Uh, didn't really learn much in my college years about anything. Were you distracted? <laughs> I was distracted. Yeah. <clears throat> one 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 That's nice thing about one nice thing about being a guy in theater is there's a whole bunch of really cute girls, and so. <laughs> 
And so, yeah, it was distracting. The unspoken truth there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, I went to BYU. And then, then, of course, then you get out of college and you think, well, okay, now what am I going to do? So you, because, you know, the competition in college is a lot better. When you get out of college, that's what the competition re- it really goes crazy. Because now you're competing with, you know, tens of thousands of people. And, and it's, uh, it, it's kind of exciting, exhilarating, uh, can be frustrating, uh, and all, the, all that kind of stuff. But anyway, a buddy of mine and I, coming out of college, we decided to start a theater. Is this going in the right direction? Is it what you guys want to talk about? That's great, yeah. The miracle is in your life. I'd love to hear it, yeah. Because it doesn't sound too interesting to me, but that's okay. So um, <laughs> when we got out of college, uh, I, was just, I was just a kid, I was 22, 23 years old. And we decided, let's go to Northern California and start a theater, which looking back is a really stupid idea. Uh, <laughs> But we didn't know any better, and so we did. We went to Santa Clara, California, which is in the Bay Area, and we started a theater. It was just a small 150-seat theater in the round, and and we started doing shows. Uh, and looking back, I don't know how we pulled that off, but we did. And <laughs> And so I did that for about two or three years, and then I just got... I just uh, anyway, I was I was itching to play in a bigger pond, and here's here's an idea. Weird. So Doug, this is kind of where miracles start to happen. I mean, I had a lot of miracles in my life. I say I spent two and a half years in France talking about talking about Jesus, and so everything is a miracle. It's beautiful. Yeah, there, was, yeah. there were a lot of miracles there. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. in fact, I just got contacted by a French production company. They want me to come over and shoot a film in France this summer. So that'll be kind of fun. But, wow. um, but anyway, you need help. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, looking back, you know, we, we started this theater. It's called the Santa Clara arena theater. Um, it was great. But like I say, I wanted to play in a bigger pool. So a show came through town, a touring musical out of LA. And I saw it. And I thought, yeah, I'd like, kind of like to be involved in stuff like that. And so I wrote him a letter. And at the same time, this is kind of weird. At the same time, some friends of mine in Santa Clara, because um, you have to have a day job. When you're, when, you, when you're doing a small, intimate theater at night and on the weekends, you definitely need a day job. I was married, had a couple of kids. so <laughs> Pay the bills. And yep. so uh, I was working, of all lovely places, in a pie factory. Yeah, very exciting. Uh, Making hundreds, if not thousands, of pies every day. So what a thrill that was! And (laughs) and I thought, uh, and I need to do something different with my life. So and I enjoyed doing our little theater, but I I want, like I say, wanted to play in a bigger pool. So with the big boys, huh? Yeah, (laughs) bigger stage. And with the sharks. So so I wrote these people a letter. Uh, the show I saw in San Jose, I wrote these people a letter and said, well, I'm a theater guy and uh, you've got this musical that you're doing. And if you need somebody, let me know. And at the same time, I interviewed with Texas Instruments because a buddy of mine set me up with an, uh, an interview with Texas Instruments because that would be, that would be better than the Pie Factory. Right. So, <laughs> so 
literally, Doug, on the same day, I got two letters because I had gone down to L.A. They flew me down to L.A. to interview the, with them to do the the theater thing, the music, musical theater thing. And I love musical theater, done a lot of it. Anyway, so <clears throat> I interviewed with them. I came back. I had already interviewed with Texas Instruments a couple of times. And on the very same day, I went to the mailbox. We were living in this little apartment in Santa Clara. Went to the mailbox. There were two letters, one from the people in L.A., one from Texas Instruments, <laughs> both offering me a job. Beautiful. <laughs> and, I love it. Yeah. And so, Heaven moves like that. Yeah. So uh, the Texas Instrument job paid more money. They would give me a car, uh, you know, all kinds of that insurance, all that kind of stuff. The folks in L.A. said, well, we've got this show. We don't know how long it's going to last, but we'd like you to come down and redirect the show we had some cast members drop out. We need to recast four or five roles. We'd like you to put your spin on it. And then we want you to take it on the road, do all the advertising, book all the theaters and do all that kind of stuff. But we don't know how long this is going to last. <laughs> so, yes. so uh, yeah, well, it really wasn't much of a choice for me. I think my wife at the time, I say at the time, uh, <laughs> But I much preferred that I had taken the job with Texas Instruments, which totally makes sense from her point of view. Yeah, right, right. Married a couple of kids. You want stability. You want insurance. You want, you know, all kinds of stuff. Uh, I didn't really see that. And so <laughs> we uproot the family. We moved to L.A. Uh, and we did. We toured all over the Western states with this musical. It was very, very successful. But then came to an end. And uh, when, when that came to an end, I thought, no, what am I going to do? And, and then they did another show. And so they said, Michael, why don't you do the same thing with this show? I said, oh, great. So I did that show. And then and that show was over. We did another show. And somewhere in there, I guess it was actually, actually after the first show, they wanted to do a, this was uh, 1976, long time ago. Yeah, I'm a very old guy, in case you can't tell. <laughs> and in 1976, they wanted to do a bicentennial musical, you know, for the country. Yeah. So great. So uh, I didn't direct it. I didn't promote it. But I auditioned for it. And so I got one of the leads in that. And so we toured all over the Western states doing that. And that was a blast. Had a great time doing that. Then we did some more shows, did two or three more shows in Southern California, touring musicals. And I'm not really, to be honest, I'm not really a singer, but I have done a lot of musical theater. Fantastic. And so along about that time, um, actually went back to East for a while. This is, is this boring the daylights out of you guys? I think mean, no, it's fascinating. It's, I'm, it's I'm just sitting here thinking ask about me, how. Ask me any questions along the way. I will. Well, I know, I know as a theater person, when you have that choice to take this one over here, that's that's what you really probably should do in, in most people's minds. And then you're a theater person, you have this opportunity over here, you're going to yeah. jump on it. Yeah. yeah it <laughs> was that's a, where your love and your passion is, right? It was a very easy decision for me. And. I'd ha I'll have to check with my, she's now a former wife. Uh, I'd have to check with Lorraine and say, honey, what did you think about that? You know, she was, <laughs> sure she she was actually very supportive, but um, anyway, bless her heart. She's a lovely. Well, 
there's something about following your passion. And there's some connection to that as to why we feel the way we feel and do what we do. Sometimes it doesn't necessarily make logical sense. Like, I just, I want to do this. I feel drawn that direction. And there's some benefit there. And it kind of, oh, I don't know, I guess feeds your soul to a certain degree. It's like, but I, I really want to accomplish this. And so I think it's, it's positive, the direction that you went with it. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, well, it's kind of like marriage in a way. It doesn't seem logical, but we do it anyway. <laughs> So well said. <laughs> it is passion driven. So there you go. <laughs> and miracles happen because they do. They do. They do. <laughs> my wife Barbie is a is a miracle in my life, no question yeah. about it. So anyway, anyway, Barbie went back east and did another wife, show back way. there. Uh, we toured that all over the country, and then I kind of, I don't know. A friend of mine offered me. He wanted me to move to Utah, back to where I went to college. And he said, why don't you come back here and direct and produce and do that kind of stuff here? And my real, I mean, I love directing. Producing, eh, not so much. Um, but my real love, you know, at that, especially at that time, was acting. And so I thought, well, okay. So I moved back to Utah in 1980. And that's when I realized that you just don't make any money doing theater. <laughs> if you want to make any money in this business, you have to do film and television. Yeah. So in 1980, I got an agent here in Utah. Utah's actually, for those, for those of you who don't know, it's a pretty vibrant uh, film community. We do a lot of film here, great crews, great locations, so forth. Utah Film Commission is very supportive. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so 1980, I moved to Utah. Again, dragging my family back east, bringing them back here. Yeah, I again, I'm going to have to check with Lorraine and see how she felt about all that. So <clears throat> they talk about military families moving. <laughs> yeah, it does. Except, family, right? <laughs> when, except when you're with the military. See, my dad was he worked for the government. And so when we moved, uh, we went overseas twice. Yeah. We lived in Cyprus uh, uh, for three or four years. And and so when the, the military or the government moves you, they pay for the move. You get paid <laughs> while you're moving, all this kind of stuff. No, no, that didn't happen to me. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm renting a U-Haul truck and putting everything in it and driving cross country, towing my car. And, <laughs> and yeah, that was very painful. So uh, anyway, Utah, 1980, got an agent, decided I got to do some film. Never had never done film before, ever, ever, ever. And... And it worked out pretty well. Uh, the first film I did was actually the first film I auditioned for was uh, Savannah Smiles. I don't know if you guys, you guys know Savannah Smiles. Oh, I, I remember that show. Smiles. So I got cast as the motorcycle cop in Savannah Smiles. Excellent. And, and then things just took off from there. My second film I did was the orig original film Footloose with Herb Ross as director. And wow. Christopher Penn and the gang. And, uh, John Lithgow and all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. Yeah. So, uh, so that was cool. I still get residual checks on both those films all these years later. That's, great. That's the way it's supposed to be, right? <laughs> another advantage of doing film. So anyway, anyway, so since then, uh, yeah, my film career has blossomed, I suppose you could say. I'm not, an, I'm, I'm not a household name. Uh, I think you two guys are the only people in the world who act. Actually, actually know who I am. We know I've you. I've a few more people that know we who you are. Yeah, I think there's, yeah. there's more out there somewhere. So my wife being one. So, uh, <laughs> so 
but I've been at it a long time. I branched out, as you've mentioned, Stephanie. I branched out. I, I have a workshop that I do in Salt Lake. been doing that for about 10 years. I have my own studio there, which I really enjoy working with actors. Mm-hmm. And it's a very uh, kind of a hardcore, I guess you'd call it hardcore film acting workshop. I don't get into it's theater intense. at all. <laughs> I don't get into theater. I don't, I don't do commercials. Yeah. I just do film and television. Okay. And, There's a real art form to that that I appreciate. And because you have the talent package innately in you, it's the storytelling of it all. That ties in with miracles. It ties in with people's lives. That's why a a theater or a film, it's not just entertainment, but it does something inside of us. It makes us think a little bit differently. It's like, okay, I want to try and be something like this, or this person inspires me, or this situation inspires me. And so the storytelling benefit that you provide is, a, is a, the greatest blessing, in my opinion. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, so you Michael, know, before we go to break, I would like you to give the information of how they can get hold of you. And then we'll tell them again after the break and specifically for your workshops. His workshops are amazing. I know I went to a couple of them and to observe what he got out of me, as well as the other people in the room, it was like, it was kind of mind blowing for me too. going, whoa, that came out of me, which is fascinating. It's fascinating to see the transformation of what he can do in these workshops. It's really, really an amazing experience. So if any of you are thinking about wanting to take a workshop, take Michael's, it's amazing. So why don't you give us that, that information, Michael, before we take the break and then we'll come back and tell it again and finish with the rest of the story. The uh, the easiest way for, for people out there in the world to, uh, Get in touch with me. Just uh, track me down on Facebook. Just okay. uh, Michael Flynn. You'll see my picture there, and you'll see a bunch of stuff about my workshop. That's why I use the Facebook is just to promote uh, my workshop. So, okay. or to let people know about it. And uh, so that's probably the best way. Okay. Okay, Michael Flynn on Facebook. Go on there and look for that, and you can see all the information for his workshops. And there are they. Provo, Michael, or are they in Salt, Salt Lake? It's in Salt Lake. Okay. Okay. We've been doing so many things. I'm like, I can't remember exactly what's up. But yes, if any of you are interested, there's a, I know there's a lot of actors out there listening, even if you're doing local stuff and want to just learn from the master, go on to Michael Flynn's. He's, he's being extremely, extremely humble on here. And he has done some pretty amazing things and is constantly doing amazing things. And every time I see him, I'm like, wow. The the thing about Michael, some people get into this, this mold and they're the same character every single show. You never know what you're going to get when Michael's out there. <laughs> it's it's awesome. I love watching that. So I was like, where did that character come from? <sighs> so, And that's what he does in his workshop. So if everybody will want to be able to go on that, we're getting ready to go to our first break. So make sure you come back. We've got lots of miracle stories to talk about. We want to hear what else Michael's doing. So stay tuned. We'll be right back in just a couple minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. 
learn more about the products and equipment discussed by Stephanie and her guests on the show by visiting MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. We've done the research for you and selected proven, high-quality brands at competitive prices from companies you can trust. Drugs and surgery are not your only options. Discover the exciting alternative therapies and health and wellness products that are helping people to reclaim their health and enjoy a higher quality of life. That's MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. Hi, this is Ellie Meadows with Young Living Essential Oils. I invite you to skip the stress of the holidays this year and let Young Living take care of all of your gift-giving needs, from soothing bath bombs to delicious seasonal oil blends. Looking to make some extra money for the holidays? I'm currently accepting new team members who will have the exclusive opportunity to grow their business under the leadership of Jack Canfield, one of the top success coaches in America. For more information, find me on Facebook or Instagram under Oils with Ellie. That's E-L-L-I-E. Or email me, oilswithellie at gmail.com. Isn't it interesting how we can be physically disconnected from others and yet be personally affected by the change and confusion of the world around us? We want moments of clarity and peace, and we need to feel connected to others in positive ways. A mindfulness practice can help decrease stress, increase feelings of well-being, and help us be more connected to those around us. To find out how mindfulness can do all this, go to mindfullab.net. You'll find tools and resources to start your mindfulness journey today at mindfullab.net. If you're looking for the highest quality CBD products on the market, visit sunshinefamilyhemp.com. Sunshine Family Hemp is a family-owned business located in the mountains of northern Utah. Our full-spectrum oral and topical products contain no artificial ingredients and are third-party tested by a DEA-certified lab. Online ordering is easy, and we ship nationwide. Sunshine Family Hemp has been in business since 2019 and is legally certified at both the state and federal level. Visit sunshinefamilyhemp.com today. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Listening to the Vitality Health Show with Stephanie Parrish. If you have a question for Stephanie or her guest, please email contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. Now, back to the Vitality Health Show. Welcome back, friends. We are so happy to have you with us today. We are having an absolutely delightful conversation with actor, director, producer, writer, Michael Flynn, and most of all, my friend. I just yes, love to yes. throw that in there. Yes, yes. <laughs> and he's had a huge influence on my life and more than he even knows. <laughs> and we're so grateful to have him back and, and influence on my son's life, who's a, an actor as well. And just an all around amazing man. And we're so grateful to have him back with us. So those mm-hmm. of you that are listening, you have kind of heard where we're at now. He's pulled himself up through the theater world and now into the movies and that's that's the best way though to get residuals off the movies, right? <laughs> yeah, it helps. It helps. It definitely is a good thing. And his acting workshop that he does in Salt Lake is absolutely amazing. You can find him on Facebook. Just go to Michael Flynn on Facebook. You can find him. He's got all of his information for his acting classes on there. And the workshops are absolutely phenomenal. As we were talking, he can pull pe- things out of people that 
you're going, where in the world did that come from? I know when I was in that class with him, I was like, where did that come from? It's just fascinating that he's able to do what he does and do it so well. It's because he cares so much about people and he cares so much about the industry. And when you put those two things together, you get an amazing acting coach. So Michael, a couple of things were coming to my mind. I know that you have had miracles galore in everything. And, and even the fact of you being cut from the ball teams <laughs> changed your direction right. of where your life was going right. to go, right? That was, actually, that was actually a good thing. And I apologize for my dog barking in the background. So, <laughs> he, okay. wants to be, he wants to be on set with us. Yeah, right the doorbell, and that's, that's when he barks, so. <laughs> yeah anyway it, it's amazing how and I, I love that you say this because it's amazing how many people get so discouraged when things that they're they're passionate about they're hoping <laughs> totally take a change totally take a flip and a turn and, and it's like whoa whether that's just being cut from a team or whether that's an injury or an illness or whatever it is that shoots them in a total different trajectory of their life and look where you are now, and you're changing yep. people's lives because of it. So I'm grateful that you didn't get to play for the Yankees. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you have done, that was his goal, by the way. Didn't happen. Yeah. Anyway, so let's move forward onto your films, because I know that you have, you and I have talked about the different miracles that have come. And what I want to know, just because I get to ask him, what is your very favorite movie that you have done? And was there miracles behind it? Yeah, uh, I would say that's a pretty easy answer, actually. Um, about, <clears throat> about 10 or 11 years ago, I started writing a film. And I wanted to tell a story about young kids and problems that they're having. So uh, I think from what we've sa said, you know, you talked about the LDS Film Festival. I went on a mission to France. Obviously, I'm an LDS guy. And I, was, I wanted to tell a story about some LDS kids and some of the issues that they're going through. Because I look at the young people today, and there are so many temptations out there. It's a just different world than when, when I was their age. Let's put it that way. For sure. And so I started writing this film. It ended up being called Who We Are. I actually wanted to use the title This Is Us, but that was already that was, that was too popular with the TV show. Okay. So I came up with Who We Are, and it's about six LDS kids sequestered in a cabin up at Sundance for two days. And we bring up subjects such as pornography, same-sex attraction, teenage pregnancy, drug addiction, that kind of thing. And all these kids are really good kids. I mean, the actors themselves are really good kids, even though some of the actors had dealt with some of the issues in the film. Uh, they're all great people. We still stay in touch. We still love each other very much, of course. And so that film was interesting in that a very low-budget independent film and like I said, I started writing it about 10 or 11 years ago. We shot it three years ago. Gives you an idea how long it took to go from starting to write it to actually go into production. Right. It was a long time, seven or eight years. And those are some uh, tough topics that you're tackling there as well. So that's really yeah. horrible. Yeah, but I think it turned out, it turned out very well. Uh, 
people seem to really enjoy it. Yes, very much. You were talking duck. It, it has touched a lot of people's lives. Yes. It's uh, so that's that. That's by far. I don't say by far, but that's clearly the most the the most my my favorite project. I guess you could call. Uh, I will say that I have written another film. I started writing it about a year ago, and we're going to going into production this summer. So fortunately, it didn't take seven or eight years to get get, get to that point this time. Uh, but again, <clears throat> filmmakers essentially what we are is kind of what you were saying, Doug. Uh, we're storytellers. That's really yeah. what it is. You, right. We say we're a filmmaker, but in reality, we're storytellers. That's right. We 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 tell stories that are hopefully. Uh, provocative, interesting, motivating, touching, funny, dramatic, all the above sometimes. And we kind of, th- we kind of throw it against the wall, hope it sticks and hope that people like it. It's interesting. I, I took, when I was in college, similar kind of a thing, like when you talked about when you were for, for Texas Instruments or going to theater. I went to college and I was studying a zoology, a lot of science in those directions I thought I was going to go into. And I remember someone said, well, keep one of your you know, arts and letters like for the end. And so as your brain gets fried with everything else you're doing, you can take a class that'll just sit you back a little bit and let you just think or feel or do something differently. So I did. I took theater and film oh. just, just to have the experience. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. I saw movies that I had no idea that would affect me. And, uh, uh, and so it ties in with what you said with the who we are that, you, that you've created as well. Everyone's got a story going on. Everyone's carrying something, whatever it might be. And so something that makes us think about it or move accordingly with it, that to me, the way I like to think of things, that's kind of a spiritual thing happening all the time. Oh, yeah, maybe I should think this way about that or I can do this or this is what I have to offer the world. And maybe like this, I love this group here. Maybe think of the Breakfast Club, which is back in the 80s, I think, when they all kind of just got together and said, let's talk. And so a similar kind of a thing here about, so what's going on in your life? It ends up becoming spiritual just because people have things going on all the time. Yeah, it's interesting. I think sometimes when we see a film that moves us, touches us, whatever, sometimes we, we see a character in the, in, in the film to whom we really relate, like, wow, that's, yeah. that's kind of me. Yes. We see a character in the film, gosh, I w- wish I could be like that. Right. And we see a character in the film and we think, I'm really grateful I'm not like that. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, and all the above. Uh, I always tell actors in my workshop or if I'm directing a film or whatever, that every character that you'll ever play in a film or on stage, whatever, they're all inside you. I think sometimes, at least for me, sometimes actors come along, young actors in particular, where they're, they're trying to copy somebody else that, well, this ca- character is kind of like this person in my life whom I know, so I'm going to try to kind of channel that person. I say, well, if that works for you, knock yourself out. But I think it's more effective to f- just find that character inside you because I think inside all of us is the good guy and the bad guy, you know, the pope mm-hmm. and the prostitute, uh, you know, the, the sinner, the, the saint, whatever, they're all inside us. And as actors, what we do is we find this character, uh, we let them out. There are aspects of our own character that don't fit with the character we're portraying. So we just kind of set those aside for the moment. 
and we and we re- really deal with uh, the the beautiful person, the ugly person, uh, the conflicted person, whoever that person is, the lover, the hater, the whoever they are. We just we just deal with that, and we let that out, let it out with passion, believability, uh, and all that kind of stuff. There's a million things that that. Yeah, that I think about that. I don't want to get into all that stuff, but um, anyway, yeah, it's a fascinating field. It's a fascinating medium to be able to create something, come up with something in your mind, tell a story, again, storyteller, tell a story, write a script, get some actors together, get a crew together, shoot it, find a distributor, hopefully, and then the distributor helps you get it out to the world, or at least to a small part of the world. And you hope people like it and you hope you actually let maybe at the, in the final analysis, maybe actually make a buck or two on, on the deal. <laughs> well, let me tell you what's kind of coming to my mind, Michael, because you said it took, what, seven years to, to get your film going, your first one, Who We Are. Right. And right. I'm sitting here thinking it came out, what, four years ago? Is that, just, is that what you said, four years ago? Three years ago. Three years ago, which cannot be more timely for what the kids are going through right now. And yeah, this is yeah. what I always look for is the miracles that, that happen with everything. It may not have had the impact that it would have had on if it would have been released seven, six years ago. Mm-hmm. But being released three years ago, look what's happening with these youth right yeah, now yeah. and what they're having to deal with. Not necessarily LDS youth, but all of the youth out there. And, yeah. and I'm going to get emotional because I'm just sitting here thinking yeah, – yeah. God Everyone's carrying something to come out. And that yep. came out three years ago, which was at the beginning of really, I mean, they've been dealing with this stuff, but now it's so prevalent in the world and it's just out there. And it seems like everybody we know is dealing with this and how perfect timing for your movie to come out. And mm-hmm. I feel that that's a miracle. Absolutely. And I saw, I obviously saw a ton of miracles. You talk about miracles and, Absolutely. We'd love to hear him. So, so somebody asked me in church a couple weeks ago, uh, threw a question out to the, to the group. Uh, so where do you see miracles in your life? And I raised my hand and I said, everywhere I look. Yep. And, and I think part of the deal is we do have to look for them. Yes. And we, we miracles a lot of times don't hit us over the head. Uh, you know, but but if we look for them, and if we're sensitive to the spirit, if we're sensitive to the concept of miracles working in our lives, and if we actually take the time, I heard a a, a spiritual leader say once that every night before he goes to sleep, he looks back on the a day, and he says, "Where did I see the hand of God in my life today?" And so I've kind of taken that to heart. And again, it's Beautiful. it's the looking. You know, if we look, we can see it. And I, and I will say that when I get involved in a project, I really, I really feel, as I, I like to say, the hand of God, uh, the miracles that come forth. Uh, because as I, as I look at different things that I've written, scripts that I've written, uh, whatnot, I think, wow, there's no way that, that I've done that on my own. And so I see the miracles left and right. And my response to that is simply a great amount of gratitude. 
And there could be no greater response because gratitude is just a huge element of what life is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Beautiful. So, Michael, on the other, on the other end of the spectrum, can you think of one of the shows or, or TV series, whatever you've done, that has been really, really difficult for you to do? Mm-hmm. And you've had to really pull up your bootstraps and hope for miracles to get through it. Um, I'm not sure. Um, I'm trying to think about that. Let's put it this way. There have been a lot of films that I've been in. I've been in uh, a lot of films, TV shows, whatnot. And to be honest, most of the time, it's not a miraculous experience at all. A lot of the time, it's a paycheck. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, the story that you're telling, as you say, Doug, you know, it's a story. Tar- so yeah. a lot of times, the story you're telling you really don't like and not crazy about. Mm. It's kind of handed to you. I will yeah. say it's it's fun. You know, yeah. it's fun. It, it's part of being an actor when you're on set and they say pictures up, which means okay, we're done with rehearsing, whatever. And pictures up, we're going to roll camera now. Uh, they say pictures up. Okay, that's showtime and that's fun. It, it is fun. I'll admit, yeah. even if the story is stupid, and there's a lot of stupid <laughs> stories out there, and there's a lot of stories that. Uh, Full disclosure, I've done a lot of films that I hope my kids never see <laughs> because, you know, they're just, they're just not uplifting necessarily. I will say I've never done anything in a film that I'm ashamed of, but I've been in films where I think other people should have been ashamed of what they were doing. <laughs> mm, okay. And, and so... It's interesting, and I, I really believe Yeah, There are times when you know, you're on a set, at least for me personally, I'm on a set, and I think this is really a dumb movie. This is just really stupid. <laughs> and yet, that's part of the process, I think, as an actor. That's, that's where we, we get experience. That's when we, even though we're in a, in a, a film that w- we think is really wor- worthwhile making, w- you learn. I, le- I learn by being in this film. And then I take what I learn from that, and I take it on to the next one. And, and, and the, but then there are times, there are times when uh, we, we did a film called the best two years. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. Love that. Yeah, very much. Yeah. We did a film called the best two years, a uh, ton of miracles with that. We shot most of it in Holland and. I and remember that, the that, tulips. <laughs> yeah. And that film has touched uh, many, many lives. Yes. And I didn't, I didn't write it. I didn't direct it. I produced it. Uh, I played uh, a cameo role in it, and but my, my my main contribution was that as producer, and and I actually enjoyed producing that. It was that film it was the first film I ever produced. Learned a ton, obviously, being since it was the first one I ever did, and and it was just a blast. The 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 writer director Scott Anderson's very dear friend, and and so yeah, uh, all these experiences though, you, know, you look back on the hundreds of projects that I've been involved in. I've done, you know, hundreds and hundreds of commercials. Now you want to t- talk about c- commercials. I mean, there are, let's put it this way. There are very few commercials that are uplifting. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. You know, you're, you're, selling, you're, yeah. you're trying to sell a car to somebody who, you know, can't afford it. And, uh, and they probably don't even need it. And yet you're trying to sell it to them. So, uh, yeah, there's very few commercials that are uplifting. 
but it's all part of the craft. It's all part of the deal. How do actors make money? Well, we do commercials. I don't do too many commercials anymore, but there was a time when I was doing, you know, hundreds of them. Yeah. And wow, it it, uh, put kids through school, you know, paid, paid, it put food on the table, roof over their heads, clothes on their back, uh, all that kind of stuff. Was it fulfilling? Not really. Was it inspiring? No, not at all. Was it fun? Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. (laughs) Well, and you were doing what your passion was, and it may not have been fulfilling for you, but there was probably somebody out there that was so grateful for what you did. You know, for that commercial might have changed their lives. Maybe that's exactly what they were looking for. Yeah. You know, so as an actor, you know, that's your job, right? Just to yeah. make it look as good as it is, you know, <laughs> and and it just there's so many, there's so many aspects. And I would love any anybody that's out there that was listening that would like to even think about getting into acting. It's a whole different world. <laughs> being on set than from what you see on the screen. <laughs> yeah, it it's, is. It's, it, but it's fun. And, and I know when I was working with you on, on just in time, it was, it was the downtime was just as fun as the shooting time. I mean, we had a ball and, you know, you get to communicate and talk and laugh and, you know, eat cause crafty's always there. And <laughs> so there's a whole lot more. Sometimes you get on set and you're sitting all day and you get to film for five minutes or 10 minutes on a set. Cause, that's just how it works. So for those of you that have never been on a set and want to have the experience, it's quite the experience. No, it's, it's yeah, not it's as glamorous as it looks. <laughs> seems the film industry is sort of like a lot of things in life. It looks very different from the inside than it does from the outside. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of like when you go to college or you go to high school, you know, you're going from junior high to high school or elementary school to, to uh, uh, to junior high, where all of a sudden you have a locker and you have a bigger school and you have different teachers for every class. You know, it's, it's different. And, you, and and so when you look forward to it, it's like for for those LDS folks out there, when you're going, when, when you go on a mission, it's different thinking about it and then actually being in it. And marriage it, is the right. same way. Uh, you know, you look at marriage as a single person. Wow, we're going to get married and all this is going to be wonderful. And it is most of the time, some of the time. But all of a sudden you're in the marriage and you realize, wait a minute, this is different than I thought it was going to be. Know, it's with you know, it's everything very different on the inside. So, um, yeah, it's, it's like we look at things and can become either very excited about it or very scared by it. Yeah. But it's when we get into it that we go, oh, it's not okay, so it's not so scary, or oh, I understand this better. And, and this is, as I say, anticipation is greater than reality, as I've heard many times. Well, some, but, some people are really freaked out about being in front of a camera. Yes, I get sometimes I get stage actors who are really wonderful stage actors, but they've never been in, in front of a camera. They come into my workshop, and all of a sudden there's a camera, and it kind of freaks them out. So, yeah, totally I, when I. I've talked to people and they all said, I don't, I don't have any good stories. And I say, well, everyone says that the truth is everyone's got a good story. And I put, I tell them about the camera that I'm using to film them and they get all scared. I don't want, you know, I said, you're not talking to the camera. You're talking to me. Just look at me. We're having a conversation. Don't worry about the camera that's over here. Just don't worry yeah. about that. Yeah. And that allows for a personal experience. Yeah. 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 Well, as we're wrapping up, Michael, is there any other miracles that you can think of that you would like to share with us that our audience can hear? Because for me, I think just having you here on our show 
is a miracle. And, yep. oh, and you have, you have, you're always been one of my favorites, as you know that, but you have brought such a, a beautiful spirit to our show. And it's, oh, it's you. your miracle in my life. And I just want you to know that. And I look at you and watch you all the time. And I'm like, yes, I love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> you're very sweet. I think, um, well, I'll be 75 this year. And I think it's a miracle that I made it to 75. <laughs> uh, That's great. You know, you, I, I, you just you just look back, you think, you know, choices, choices, because life is so much about choices, the choices right. we make. Yes. And when I look back, and there's been a ton of bad choices in my life, and, and then there's been a ton of good choices. And, I, and again, like I said earlier, I just see the hand of God everywhere I look in my life. And I look, I kind of look at it this way, guys. When I speak of choices, I think God is looking over us. And it's sort of like the celestial GPS. In other words, we're going down the road. We're going down the road he wants us on, and we're doing okay. And all of a sudden, we make a choice to get off that road. And, and so we turn right. And we're going off into the wilderness somewhere. The cool thing about, about God is he doesn't, he doesn't say, what? Michael, you got off the road, dude. Uh, figure it out. Get back on the road. And if you ever do, then we can reestablish our relationship. doesn't do that. He says, all right, well, hmm, Michael, you made, a, you made an interesting choice. You turned right when I wanted you to go straight. Okay, well, at the next stoplight, I want you to turn left. And so we got to the next stoplight, and we just go straight through it. <laughs> and that, but the cool thing is, he never gives up. He right. never ever right. gives up, no matter how many bad choices we make. He, he, he's always there. Set, you think, okay, okay, you're lost. You're in the wilderness. Your life is going down the tubes. All you have to do is turn left at the next road, and I'll bring you back. And even then, we turn right. And he says, okay, all right, you turned right. All right, at the next intersection, make a U-turn. And we yeah. don't. But then, but, it, but there comes a point, guys, there comes a point when we finally tune in and listen. Mm-hmm. And so he says, turn left at the next light. And we do. And he says, that's great. Okay, now you're on the way back. And so you turned left. Excellent. Okay, at the next intersection, turn left again, and then turn right, go straight for about a mile, turn left, and he brings us back. It's the, it's the celestial GPS that never, ever gives up. It never says, Michael, you're lost, forget it, you're gone. You're, you're a lost cause. It never says that. That is the perfect place to end on because yes. we're getting the cue that our show's done your celestial gs that's good i'm anyway, gonna use thank that thank you everybody celestial for listening GPS. please share this i know that's that's going on a poster you should put yep. that on a poster michael yeah <laughs> thank you everybody make sure that you're sharing this we want to get everybody to hear this i i, I love this man and i love what he brought here and yeah. thank you everybody thank you for that celestial gps talk and and for sharing your story with all of our listeners michael i really appreciate you thank you so oh, much it was great to be with you guys thank you doug Absolutely. thank you stephanie Thank you. Doug, I love you too. And we will see you all next week. Have a happy and healthy, safe week.
hope you enjoyed this episode of the Vitality Health Show. Be sure to tune in next Thursday for another informative show with Stephanie Parrish and leading health and wellness experts. That's Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a wonderful, healthy week. Statements made and information provided on this program are for educational purposes only. They have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration and products discussed on this program are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The Vitality Health Show is not responsible for any misunderstandings or misapplication of information presented in this show. 